The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and once again, ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Steve Adams and Steve I think you and I are very enthused and excited about the Africa Cup of Nations final between Senegal and Egypt. Well, you've got two headliners from my favorite team, Liverpool, uh, Sadio Mane of Senegal, Mohamed Salah, who is my favorite player, uh, with Egypt, and they, they both have had very good tournaments for their respective teams and uh they're going to face off on against each other on sunday in cameroon i mean this is just absolutely incredible and some of my one of my loyal listeners who like who like uh, you and me is a wrestling fan he would he asked me so is this like a, a traditional main event pro wrestling match I said well i wouldn't say traditional because if we're talking traditional a traditional main event match features a good guy and a bad guy, and Sadio Mane and Mo Salah are not depicted as bad guy attitudes. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say it, this is definitely something like Greg Gagne and Bruno Sabatino back in the day. But yeah, this is a this is a superstar between two good guys, which you do see every now and then in wrestling, but it's not something traditional. No, it's not, and. Uh... They're both such classy players. Uh, I, I mean, they're just such gentlemen. They they both give back a great deal to their communities. Sadio Mane has done so much for his hometown in Senegal as far as, you know, money to start a hospital, money to start a school. You know, he donates just a ton of time and money. Um, I mean, he hasn't forgotten where he's from. And... Um, you know, he's just such a great guy. Mo Salah uh, seems like a great family man. He's just de- devoted to his kids. Uh, 
you know, he gives back in his native Egypt as well. And just the fact that they're both just really great players. Uh, Mane, you know, five goals and three assists in this tournament. I was a little worried. Uh, he had a concussion uh, earlier on in the tournament, but uh, it certainly didn't seem to affect him in the semifinal against Burkina Faso. Oh, not at all. But, um, you know, Salah, he was, he's just been his very, 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 very dangerous self. Uh, in the in the game today where Egypt ended up winning on penalties uh, against the host Cameroonians, uh, Salah looked very active and stuff. To be honest with you, it was a very, very disappointing game. Uh, it, it was very tactical. Yeah, it was. Uh, a lot of fouls. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the coach, Carlos Quiros, uh, the Portuguese manager of Egypt, he got red carded today uh, because he was just fussing so much and just being a general pill with the officials. At he, he got red carded. He got tossed. He will not be uh, on the bench for Egypt in the final as uh, Egypt is going to try to win its eighth Africa Cup of Nations title, mm -hmm. which would be the most uh, among any of the teams. So I mean, they're they're royalty in uh, in African football. Senegal has never won this thing. They made it to the final once. So so for Senegal, this is a huge opportunity for them to lift their first Africa Cup of Nations. And, uh, I mean, I love both players so much. I, I'm going to confess that I'm probably rooting more for Senegal just because, they, number one, they've never won this thing before. And then um, over the years when I worked as a camp nurse um, with the Concordia, some of the, the the camp counselors that I worked with from Senegal, they were absolutely the most lovely people, and um, I'm a huge fan of Senegalese music, and, um, you know, uh, anyway, I'll be rooting for them. Would not be disappointed to see Mo Salah lift the cup. It's a brutal situation, even for me, not just as a sports writer, because I admire Sadio Mane and Mo Salah as well. But, you know, Senegal's actually been in the final twice. They actually went to the final back in 2002. You know, I actually predicted the final of this tournament to be a rematch of the 2002 final, Cameroon versus Senegal. But, you know, that's obviously not going to happen because, you know, Cameroon got knocked out. But... Yeah, you know, Senegal were the runners-up uh, four years, uh, three years, excuse me, three years ago, and you know, the the defending champions in this tournament got eliminated out of the group stage, and it's actually been a surprising tournament. And Nigeria, who I depicted as a dark horse, got knocked out in the first round in, in the round of sixteen, I believe, by Tunisia. I mean, but you know, what's interesting before the semifinal game against Egypt, uh, Vincent Aboubakar, who's the uh, captain of the Cam Cameroonian team. Uh, well, he made a bit of a confession, had some uh, harsh words for Mo Salah, saying, and I quote, He doesn't impress me much, he's a good player, he scores a lot, but he doesn't produce a lot of stuff in the game, unquote. Oh, man. I, I mean, I'm just like, you know, come on. You know, Mo Salah is, a, is that kind of guy, whether you like the guy or not, whether you love Liverpool or not, you just can't help but respect the guy because, you know, he's, he's nothing but a positive name in the game. I mean, like you said, he, he gives to his, you know, community and country, much like Sadio Mane. You know, 
you know, I, I, I you know, and Vincent has been the top scorer of the tournament, so I think that maybe he kind of let it get into his head a little bit. But hey, I mean, Cameroon lost, so I mean, some might say that that's a little bit of karma. Yeah, you know, um, you know, and the other thing too, uh, Senegal's opponent who they beat, Burkina Faso. You know, they didn't have a real easy thing, too. I mean, they're not a fancy team, but then, you know, they had a military coup happen uh, in Ouagadougou while they were uh, on this tournament. So it's pretty tough to, to concentrate on playing ball when you're worried about uh, your family and friends back home in Burkina Faso while all this turmoil is going on. But uh, they acquitted themselves really well. Uh Nobody really expected them to make a run to the semifinals. And, hey, they got a shot to to maybe even win a bronze medal in this. Uh, they'll be going against the host, Cameroon, in, for third place. But, um, you know, all credit to Burkina Faso. Uh, you know, they they had a tournament that defied all expectations. Oh, oh, they did big time. And, you know, making it past, you know, s- several heavyweight teams, I mean, it's huge for them. And, no matter what, you know, they take a take a bow. They made it to the final four. You know, when nobody expected them to, and as you mentioned, the the coup taking place in the country, you know, not letting that get in their way. I mean, you you know, they 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 deserve respect for it. So, but I mean, I I tell you, I saw the highlights of this game. You know, I'm actually really upset that the streaming for the, for these matches, you know, ESPN Plus didn't have them, and you know, like that. I'm just like, come on, God, seriously, because the the African Cup of Nations. Is fun to watch. It's really interesting, but you know, and I really wanted to see this match between Cameroon and Egypt because both these national teams have a history. So, and you know, seeing you know, the, the harsh words by uh, Vincent Boubacar, who once again is, who captained the team, and, but seeing how the, the team was, you know, Cameroon looked the, you know, had a rough first half. I mean, both teams kind of struggled in the first half, but overall, Cameroon looked pretty good. Egypt looked good, but Egypt, as you reminded me had so many chances that they just could not capitalize. I mean, Mo Salah had that one particular play where, you know, it was just right there for him, but, you know, I think the timing was off, and it was a bad moment, and, you know... But this game, as hard as it was, going for it to go to a penalty shootout, that's exactly how I how I depicted it, too, because, you know, sometimes these games have to be, have to be sold that way. 90 minutes is not enough. 120 minutes isn't enough. The penalty shootout is the way to settle it. And that's how it happened. Yep. What I'm upset about is that we're not going to be able to see the final on Sunday on regular BN Sports. You know, it's all set up like on a pay-per-view kind of thing, which, you know, frankly sucks. Because uh, I I really would have liked to have watched the final. I so believe I'm, me, me too. You know, just going to have to do like what a lot of people do and... You know, I'm going to have to look at the highlights on YouTube after the fact. You know, maybe maybe BN might show the game a day or two later, but, you know, who cares because you already know what the result is. Uh, I'm not really a huge one of watching games that have already been played where I know the result. Yeah, I mean, I hear you on that. And, you know, as far as this game goes... It's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be difficult for me to be. I mean, in my case, you know, everybody would ask me. I, I guess because of my Arabic ancestry, I guess I'm going for Egypt. Uh, 
I mean, you can't say that, but you know, for me, I'm I'm not gonna be watching this game and following it in a from a fan's perspective. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, let me say it like this: it's gonna be 20% fan perspective and then 80% from a sports writer's perspective because you you actually said this to me like this is definitely the match that we want to see, even though I predicted Cameroon and Senegal, but Sadio Mane versus Mo Salah that is a once in a lifetime dream match. It's it's Ali Frazier, it's Hearns Duran, it's uh, Sugar Ray Leonard uh, versus Duran. I mean, yeah, it's it's the matchup everybody wanted to see. I mean, they're two, you know, they're obviously they're very close teammates with Liverpool, and um, you know Liverpool has actually been able to play pretty well and tread water, you know, even with those two gone for this long. Um, you know, they're not going to miss a league game this week because it's the FA Cup. So uh, Liverpool should hopefully win at home against Cardiff City on Sunday for the FA Cup. But boy, it'll, there'll be a welcome sight back at Anfield. But in the meantime, yeah, I'm just really upset that I won't be able to watch the final live. But I'm very happy. You know, one of my two favorite players is going to be the, the champion of Africa. And it's a significant tournament, and um, I mean, if you know, once upon a time, people used to poo-poo, and there are some haters who like to troll on African soccer. Well, I'll tell you what: you take away the African talent on a lot of top-flight teams, and all of a sudden, it changes things Big a great deal. You know, it's really upsetting how people say that the Af the African continent has very little to no talent. I mean, that's just an absolute load of crap. The Africa Cup of Nations is the main source to prove to you that these countries, like some of these countries, people have never even heard of. I guarantee you, like it, it, you know, and then you you really see like a country like Burkina Faso, Gabon, and uh, all of them, Guinea. You know, they have unique talent, and. It, it shows you that these other clubs, these major clubs, some of them don't even want to bother taking a chance. That's true in some ways, but in some other ways, from what I understand, is that they, those countries won't allow those players to, that opportunity to play in Europe. So it, it's brutal. But the bottom line is, when people say that those African nations have absolutely no talent, you know what? My advice to them is, you know what? You just shut your mouth and watch. You'll see. You'll you'll be so proven wrong. You'll be puking your words out just like that. I mean, it's. I mean that—that's the—that's not just the racism in soccer, folks. I mean that's just the racism in, in this in the world society today. I mean ignorance, arrogance, and subtle racism, which you know we have to deal with with so much. But you know African African football is has great meaning to it, and, and quite frankly, I I adore watching it. It's fun, the the way they play, the tactics. It's it's it's, it's different than European football. It's all about learning something new. Well, and watching the fans. The, the camera shots of the fans, you know, getting all dressed up and they're bright and they're into it. And uh, I, I really, really enjoy the fan shot. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite the thing to watch. Uh, it was really tragic earlier on in the tournament when there was a crowd rush that, that killed eight people. Oh, yeah. So they had to make some changes as far as with security and move some matches you know i mean that's that's really the the big unfortunate thing from this tournament that they happen to have the that event 
and uh, with the loss of life. But um, but no, there were some there were some really good games to to watch in this tournament, and uh, you know I hope the final uh, you know meets everybody's expectations. I really believe it will, but you know I'm gonna make a prediction. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna predict a final winner. I'm, but if you if if everybody wants to hear a prediction, here's one. It's not it's not gonna it's not gonna be settled in 90 minutes. It's not even gonna be settled an extra time. Here's my prediction: this game is gonna be decided the one way it can only be decided, and I'm talking a penalty shootout. Well, I hope it doesn't come down to that. I mean, honestly, me too. <laughs> now, now, I'm, now I'm kind of going back on my work because I'm not a fan of the penalty shootouts because you know France, you know, a team that's not that strong to support never has good luck on a penalty shootout. But, but yeah, but you know, if if the game can finish in regulation, one one score, one goal by Sadio, one goal by Salah. I mean, that would actually be a pretty uh pretty entertaining finish. But you know, here's actually something really interesting because Zach Westrick of Stoppage Time FC kind of brought this up, like. The winner. I mean, it's a it's a situation going on in Liverpool. The winner of the match stays in Liverpool while the other one becomes a free agent. I'm like, I don't like seeing it like that because you know right now if because with the situ- situation with Mo Salah, Liverpool not paying Salah would be a fatal mistake on their part. It would be disastrous. You know, he's he's clearly Liverpool's best offensive player, and. Um, you know, no Mo Salah, no EPL title, no Champions League during the, during that time. I mean, he's just simply a transcendent player. He's probably, you know, it, in my lifetime, I think he's probably the best the best scorer, the best forward that I've seen. And you know, that's that's a heavy duty competition. I mean, you're talking about better than Kenny Dalglish. You're talking about better than Ian Rush. Um, Fernando Torres, Luis Torres, some really, really big names who performed really well wearing that red shirt. But Mo Salah has been, you know, just nothing if not transcendent. Uh, and I, God, I would really hate to see him go, would really hate to see him go to Real Madrid. But uh, but uh. that's that's another discussion. That's another discussion. But, uh I, to be honest with you, I think they're more. I think they're more concerned with getting Mbappe. Yeah, I, I really don't think that Real Madrid, Mo, Mo Salah, was ever on their on their radar. I mean, they're already talking. I mean, everybody's already talking about Erling Haaland and Mbappe going to Real Madrid. But I already wrote an article and I did an episode on, on this show about it. And I said, look, last thing Real Madrid needs is overloading is overloading its roster because you know bringing them both is going to create massive chaos, and Real Madrid doesn't need it. But you know, I'll tell you this. If Mo Salah does not... It's not getting what he wants. It's honestly him getting what he has truly earned. Because he's been more than reasonable so far with Liverpool. He has not... You know, he went all these years without making making these demands. You know, he's, he was patient. He gave Liverpool what they wanted. It's time for them to give him what he has earned. And if they don't... I mean, I'm going to see this as like, you know... Mo Salah did not turn on Liverpool. Liverpool turned on him. If, if, if that's what it comes to, that's the way it's going to be depicted as. So Liverpool's got to do what's right. They need to do it. There'd be a lot of alienated fans at Anfield if uh, FSG does not 
make a serious attempt to, to keep Salah, I know I'll be very, very disappointed. I mean, God knows how upset uh, Jurgen Klopp would be. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, Mo Salah versus Mo Sadio, it's, it's a once-in-a-lifetime dream match, and as you said, it, it's unfortunate that we're not going to be able to watch it, but... But I tell you, this is the this is in my case, this is the kind of final that gives a story to talk about. Like this is this is a blessing for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, two of the biggest heroes, but, you know, in Af- of African football, you know, represent their countries respectively. I mean, no matter what happens, there's going to be a great amount of respect between the two. No question, no yeah. question. I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they respect each other as teammates and. I mean, this is the thing that makes soccer so interesting is, you know, these games where you have your club teammate, but then when it comes time for a World Cup or European Nations Cup or uh, South African Championship or South American Championship, you know, where you end up uh, having teammates going against each other wearing their national team shirt. You know, it's it's something that's uh, very, very unique uh, to soccer. Absolutely. Uh, you know, as we spoke about, you know, the fact that Egypt won't be, won't be with their manager. I mean, that's probably going to be a bit tough. I mean, they did manage to, to go through extra time and make it through the penalties without their manager. So I'm not sure if the, if their manager not being there is going to affect them too much, but you know, I, I saw the highlights and what's, what's really started is that there was a confrontation between an Egyptian player and a Cameroonian player. And then the referee jumps in and, like, separates them. I'm actually surprised that none of those players got a red card because the way they were going at it, you know, a, a, a card definitely would have been uh, justified. But, man, it's... I mean, that game had been going rough all game. Like, you you, you reminded us all, all the fouls. And, you know, you, you could just tell the game was physical. They were really getting in each other's heads. So, I mean, I guess... It was a really chippy game. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised there was, you know, no, it, there was no brawl between the two. You know, it was... It, you know, it wasn't it wasn't champagne soccer to be sure. No, um, not at all. You know, it was really really a grinder match. The Burkina Faso uh, Senegal match was much more open, much more offensive, much much more fun game to watch. But you know, hopefully, finals sometimes can be very tactical because teams are afraid of making a mistake. Um, hopefully, hopefully, it's a good final. It definitely will, and uh, once it's all over, I will be back on the show to talk about it, and uh, hopefully you'll be joining me. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available on all major streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Steve, thank you so much for coming back on, and I hope to have you on again soon. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.